Good morning, faithful listener. You are listening to the Bible Explained podcast, where the Bible gets explained. So grab your cup of coffee and stay tuned as we read through the book of Luke. Hello and good morning, faithful listener, and happy Tuesday. This is Jen here with the Bible Explained podcast, where the Bible gets explained. And I hope you're having a fantastic Tuesday to start, even though many of you maybe just woke up. I hope you end up having a very good Tuesday. But I have something very serious I need to tell you guys. (laughs) Okay, it's not that serious. It's so funny. So my niece has been recording podcast episodes since October. And we didn't know about this until just recently. My sister just found months of content from my niece. And my niece even played guitar music for the background. I absolutely know it's because I do a podcast and so she's listening in. So she made her own biblical podcast. So I'm going to play a couple seconds of this recording for you because it's just too funny not to share. to eat with Livia and 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 all people do wrong things then they didn't know but then my God has God he knows how to guide he loves us too mm-hmm. that's what it is but our God is not my mama I love her and she makes my money oh and by the way she recorded that music herself that's her playing the guitar. <laughs> oh, I'm just I'm just so excited about this. I'm not even joking. I just found that so funny that it was like months of content that my sister found on the iPad that my niece had recorded herself and added music to. So yes, my niece got it. God knows how to God. <laughs> and he's not like my sister. That is for sure. <laughs> Yeah, I love it. I love it. All right, let's go ahead and read read uh, Luke chapter 14, verses 12 through 24. I'll be reading out of the W.E.B. as always. He also said to the one who had invited him, When you make a dinner or a supper, don't call your friends, nor your brothers, nor your kinsmen, nor your rich neighbors, or perhaps they might also return the favor and pay you back. But when you make a feast, ask the poor, the maimed, the lame, or the blind. And you will be blessed because they don't have the resources to repay you for you will be repaid in the resurrection of the righteous. When one of those who sat at the table with him heard these things, he said to him, blessed is he who will feast in God's kingdom. But he said to him, a certain man made a great supper and he invited many people. He sent out his servant at supper time to tell those who were invited, come for everything is ready now. They all as one began to make excuses. The first said to him, I have bought a field and I must go see it. Please have me excused. Another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen and I must go try them out. Please have me excused. Another said, I have married a wife and therefore I can't come. That servant came and told his Lord these things. Then the master of the house, being angry, said to his servant, go out quickly into the streets and the lanes of the city and bring in the poor, the maimed, blind and lame. The servant said, Lord, it is done as you commanded, and there is still room. 
The Lord said to that servant, Go out into the highways and the hedges, and compel them to come in, that my house may be filled. For I tell you that none of those men who were invited will taste of my supper. Okay, so don't forget, Jesus was at this house of this Pharisee who had invited him to dinner on the Sabbath day. And so far, this has not been a super confrontational supper, it sounds like. In other words, the Pharisees aren't becoming super angry at Jesus. At least it's not written that they were. So from my understanding of all this, Jesus is having a decently civil conversation with the Pharisees from the beginning, though they were kind of irked at the fact that he healed on the Sabbath day, which is what we talked about on a Thursday. And some people even like to say that uh, they almost tried to trick Jesus into healing this man on the Sabbath day by inviting this guy who clearly had a problem. So yes, that was the one thing where it could have gotten kind of confrontational, but it didn't get super out of hand like some of the uh, ones with the Pharisees had. Because we do see on certain occasions, the Pharisees got so angry that they'd like scream at Jesus or, you know, you know, make him leave or whatever. But in this case, he's still at the dinner. So, so far, it's not too bad. <laughs> and no one is screaming yet. But anyway, Jesus specifically starts talking to the one who had invited him. In other words, this ruler of the Pharisees, because we see that in verse one, that this ruler of the Pharisees had invited Jesus to dine with him. So specifically, he's talking to the one who invited him. And he says to him, don't just invite all these uh, rich people that you invited. And <laughs> I'm sure that this ruler of the Pharisees probably never had anybody tell him not to do something before. I I'm almost certain, in fact, because the Pharisees were not used to Jesus telling them how it was. So Jesus is telling this ruler of the Pharisees, you invited all these rich people and your only reward is going to be that they're going to invite you back to their house. So he he says to him, he says, don't just invite your friends and your family and your these rich people. He says, In, instead, when you have a feast like this, invite the people who are poor, maimed, lame, sick, blind, because you will be blessed because these people do not have the resources to pay you back. These people are poor. They're not going to be able to invite you back to their house and have a, a delicious feast laid out for you. They're not going to be able to. So Jesus says, because of that, you are going to be blessed. Now, this being said, I do not believe that this means that you can never invite your family and friends over. <laughs> Or at your rich neighbors. I, I don't believe that, that Jesus is saying that. But I do think what Jesus is saying is that you're not just supposed to focus in on them all the time. You need to invite people who may not be able to pay you back. Just because you care about them, because you want them to have a good feast as well. And in that way, you will have a humble heart. Because a lot of what Jesus was talking about at the beginning here in verses 7 through 11, which we talked about on Thursday, was... Having a humble heart, which is so important. And this is another way to express humbleness. And somebody who is a ruler of the Pharisees, I would guess, was not a very humble guy. Which is why Jesus had to bring this up in the first place. But it's a good lesson for all of us. 
And I think this can apply to any area of life. It doesn't necessarily have to be a dinner party. It could be anything. It could be volunteering somewhere with people who cannot pay you back for your service. It could be doing a a favor for somebody who can't pay you back. It could be anything, really. I don't necessarily think this is just a dinner party, but it applies to many areas of life where we're supposed to not just do things for people that we know can pay us back and can help elevate us, I suppose, but rather we should be focusing in on the people who can't necessarily do that or just cannot do that at all. And this happened to me recently. And I'm not going to state exactly what happened because a lot of people know this individual that listened to the episode. But um, it's kind of interesting because I was, this person asked me to do something and I was going to say no. Like I was going to say like a flat out, absolutely no, I'm not doing that. (laughs) Uh, But I didn't end up saying no because this guy was like, well, just pray about it and let me know soon. And I'm just like, okay. And I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking about it at home and I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not going to do it. So then all of a sudden, a few weeks ago, I turned to this portion of scripture, Luke 14, and I see this and I'm like, oh, okay, maybe I should do that thing. And I, I truly do believe that was God saying, yeah, you're not going to say no or I don't want you to say no, you should say yes to this thing that he wants you to do. Because even though you're not necessarily going to get paid back for it, it's something important. So do it for him. So yeah, I ended up saying yes. (laughs) I'm telling you the truth. Like this really did happen to me. And it was from this exact portion of scripture. And this was like a month ago. But anyway, Yeah, I think it can apply to many areas of life and not just a dinner party. But moving on here, another person that was at this dinner feast says, blessed is the person who's going to feast in God's kingdom. So he he relates this story of what Jesus just said to eating in God's kingdom. And this is something that I'm sure the Pharisees talked often about is the fact that they were going to feast in heaven. We do see that mentioned a handful of times of how the Pharisees uh, did talk about that quite often. But anyway, Jesus doesn't necessarily disagree with this guy. Like, yes, the person who feasts in God's kingdom is absolutely blessed. But he talks about another parable regarding the people who are lame and crippled and blind and and anything else. So it's an interesting segue into this parable that uh, Jesus says here in verses 16. So he says that a man made a great supper. Obviously, this is a parable. And it's cool that Jesus did not just speak the parables to the multitudes, because that's what we often think. This was at a private dinner party with the Pharisees that Jesus is speaking this parable. He spoke parables for what each individual group needed to hear. And clearly, these Pharisees needed to hear this particular parable. So he's talking about God, a certain man, or in other words, God, made a great supper and invited many people. We learned that a dinner party back in Jesus's day That was like the biggest form of entertainment. That was something that people would be excited to go to. Like They didn't have TVs back in those days. (laughs) They had social interactions. So a dinner party 
with a great feast at a rich man's house would be something that anybody would want to be invited to. And I also learned that this was similar to like a wedding invite, you know, those like save the dates things that you get in the mail. That would be similar to how it was back in Jesus's day. The people would be invited beforehand and they would have to say yes or no if they were going to be able to go to this dinner party. But they wouldn't know the exact time or date of these dinner party parties. And also they would last for a really long time. Like these parties would be days of feasting and partying and whatever else. So this man or God invites all these people to his house, sends out the save the date invites. And so then after that, the dinner is now prepared and ready. The people wouldn't know the exact day of it, but they would know that it was coming soon. And so the the feast is ready. So God sends out his servant to tell the people that the feast is ready and come and party it up at his house. But it says, as the servant went out, all these people that were invited started making excuses. And so the first guy says, I bought a field and I must go see it. Please have me excused. So when the time comes, this guy doesn't want to go. He doesn't want to go because he bought a field and that was more important to him than this dinner party with God. And he wanted to uh, work this field. Another guy says, I bought five yoke of oxen and I must go try them out. <laughs> Please have me excused. Why would you want to try out oxen rather than going to like a, a fancy dinner party? That's something I don't understand, I guess. But this guy wanted to try out his, his five yoke of oxen and do work, I suppose, rather than go to the dinner party. So something that he had bought which five yoke of oxen absolutely would have been very expensive. So yes, this was a treasure that this guy had, but even so it was more important to him than going to this grand feast at God's house. So he says, please have me excused. Then the last guy says, I married. I married a girl, so I can't come. <laughs> oh, there's so many analogies for that. You know, the, the person that puts their family above God which happens, I mean, that happens a lot, putting family above God. But this guy was putting his wife above God, which shouldn't happen. Yes, you should absolutely elevate your spouse and care about them and respect them, but you can't put them above God. So this guy says, I can't come because I married this girl. So the servant goes back to God and tells his Lord these things. And the master of the house becomes angry. Because he invited all these people and no one's here. I mean, how embarrassing. <laughs> Have you ever invited people to a party and none of them show up? I never had any parties, so I can't actually say that that happened to me before. But that would be so horribly embarrassing if you like have all this food prepared, everything's ready to go, the music is here, uh, and, and no one shows up to your party and make all these stupid excuses like, we can't be there because we just got married, or we can't be there because we want to work today instead. Oh my goodness. That'd be so horrifying. That's like a nightmare for me. I'm not even joking. So clearly, the master of the house gets upset because he invited these people beforehand. They promised they would come. And they bailed. They like flaked out. So of course he gets angry. I'd be angry. Anybody would be angry in that scenario. So he says, fine then. These guys aren't coming. They're not going to taste of my food. None of them will. So he says to his servant, 
Okay, I have a completely empty banquet hall here. So go out and invite everybody you can find. The crippled, the blind, the people that don't get invited to these things. Go out and invite them. We're going to fill this house with laughter and joy and music. So the servant says, okay, Lord, I did everything that you commanded. But look, there's still room for more people. So then he says to a servant, okay, then go out to the far corners of the earth, basically the highways and the hedges and tell them to come in, compel them. Compel basically means to beg, tell them to come in that my house may be filled for I tell you that none of those men who were invited will taste of my supper. And this is an analogy for the Jewish people and the Gentiles. That, yes, the person who does feast in God's kingdom is absolutely blessed. But unfortunately, the Jewish people in Jesus's day refused to believe. They refused to believe in Jesus. So they weren't invited to the dinner party at the end of all of it. They were initially invited, but because they made so many excuses, they were no longer invited, at least not a lot of them. But the people who are poor, lame, and crippled were invited to come in. That could be Jewish people as well, the people who believed. But then also the Gentiles are invited. The people that were out in the highways in the hedges were invited so that the house could be filled. And that's what God did. God initially gave his law to the Jews. But over time, as the law became twisted, the Jewish people kind of refused to allow Gentiles in because we, we see that that happened over time. They refused to let Gentiles in, even though God initially said Gentiles are allowed to follow Jewish rules. We see that. But just because all this happened, eventually... The Jewish people are no longer invited to the feast because they chose not to believe in the end. And the Gentiles who chose to believe, chose to take that invite, are now invited and are feasting at God's kingdom. So God loves everybody. He loves every single person. And just because somebody is sick, somebody is lame or crippled or blind or anything else, that doesn't mean God is punishing them or that he, you know, inflicted some sort of horrible disease on them. That doesn't mean that at all. And that's another thing that these people would have believed back in uh, Jesus's day as well, is that anybody that was sick like that, that was inflicted by God. And Jesus kind of quashed that belief a little bit by stating parables like this. But that's the, the fact of it. God loves everybody. His law is for everybody. His gospel is for everybody so just as we're not supposed to pick and choose only the fancy people to come to our dinner party god does not pick and choose who comes into his kingdom well guys thanks for joining me for this episode and i hope you enjoyed it and if you did share it on your social media platforms and also keep a lookout for the new devotional that i'm writing for teen girls it's going to be a christmas rather an advent devotional for them uh, I hope to have that published probably by October or November at the very latest because that is something I'm so looking forward to and I hope you guys are as well. I'm going to show you guys the um, book cover for that in the next 
couple days or so on the Facebook page. So go over to facebook.com slash P40 Ministries. Follow me over there to keep updated with everything. Or you can go over to um, p40ministries.com and sign up for emails to stay in the loop for deals, discounts, and news that is going on with P40 Ministries. Well, anyway, guys, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your Tuesday and that you are blessed. Happy listening and God bless. Thank you.